Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC Hornets hanging on for a 117-116 victory over the Washington Wizards. We'll break it down for you, pick our stars of the game, and also, it's a game day edition of the HHC. We've got a contest tonight to preview for you as the Hornets will host Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Helping me out on this podcast, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back with us again. And Rob, uh, this one was wild. First half was possibly Charlotte's best of the season. They posted 74 points, were up by 50 15 at intermission. Third quarter, they picked up right where they left off, led by 19 entering the fourth quarter, and then the bottom fell out of the bag, or almost did. If it was a shopping experience, you just have that one little strand that's keeping all those groceries from falling all over your driveway. Um, but the Hornets hang on, win 117-116, to despite being outscored in the fourth quarter, 28-10. to Some stars of the game, three players with 20 or more. Terry Rozier, 25, 22 for Kelly Oubre Jr., 21 for P.J. Washington. Mason Plumley had a big double-double, 17 points, 10 boards, and was 7 of 9 from the free-throw line. And all four players who came off the bench for Buzz City were at the very least a minus one or better in the plus minus. Nick Richards had 12 points, nine boards, a plus 17 performance from Teo Maladon. Bryce McGowan, solid minutes with four points and two rebounds. So a lot to like from what the Hornets did. And yet there was a lot of pessimism in the uh, postgame media session uh, with people focusing instead of on the Hornets winning by one, 
on them giving up a lead that was as large as 22. How do you look back on this victory for the Hornets, their seventh of the season? Well, first off, I might need to find a better cardiologist after that one because the blood pressure was through the roof at a couple of points. And I think the biggest thing, too, here is the fact that the Hornets led by 22. They led by double digits going into the fourth quarter. I think that's the reason why a lot of people thought that the quote-unquote sky was falling. So I think that's the biggest reason why there were some of those questions posed at the post-game media availability. Now, when you take a look at what happened there in that fourth quarter, it was not pretty for Charlotte. I mean, the Hornets go 4-23 from the field, 0-7 beyond the arc in the fourth quarter. That's 17% total. Washington not necessarily didn't do much better because the Wizards went 7-19 in that quarter. That's 36% and 1-7 from three. So neither team was really lighting the world on fire. The difference there was to free throw shooting. The Wizards were 13-14 from the stripe in the fourth quarter. So the reason I think that people were worried or concerned after the game was because of the way that the Hornets let the Wizards get back into the game. That's something that Coach Clifford talked about. That's something P.J. Washington talked about. That's something Terry Rozier talked about after the game yesterday was how they need to relax on the fouling. And that's something that has been an issue for this team the whole season. But the good news is that, and this is a sad part that nobody's talking about, is the Hornets put up 74 points in the first half. That's a season high. So you take the good with the bad and you meddle it in the middle. You learn what went wrong and you learn what went right, of course. You watch the film and then you get ready for Milwaukee tonight. So overall, yes, the ending is a little bit of sour grapes, but there was a lot of fine wine there in the first half. Let's hear from head coach Steve Clifford. He talked afterwards about the craziness of last night's win. So if you ask question, I'll just say, I've been in this league a long time. I'm not sure I've ever seen a game where one team gets outscored 28-10 in the fourth uh, and still wins by one. That's, a, that's not something as crazy as our league that happens very often. I can't say that I've seen too many games like that either. It is a fair point, but Charlotte does come away with the victory, and and I think we still have to maintain our focus on the main thing, which is the main thing, and that is Charlotte is still decimated by injuries. Yeah, they got Terry Rozier back. Most teams wouldn't throw a parade for getting one of their top three players back on the floor, but it feels at times like the Hornets might need to because of how badly they've been riddled with injuries all season long. Meanwhile, on the other side, Washington had Bradley Beal, who posted a season-high 33. They had Kyle Kuzma. They had Kristaps Porzingis, who had another double-double. So they had their star power. The Charlotte Hornets did not. And so, yes, did the Hornets give up a a huge lead and make it more of a nail-biter than it should have been? Absolutely they did. And you got to learn the lessons from that. But the main thing is still the main thing. The Hornets were an underdog at home, shorthanded. Yeah, they had some rest, but Washington wasn't exactly on night two of a back-to-back. And the Hornets found a way to get across the finish line with a win. So I understand why there is some pessimism amongst those who were really examining the game, but I choose to look at it from a glass half full perspective. This is a big win. It's an important win for the Hornets. Gets them to 7-15 and 15, and now as we sit, they are four games removed from a top 10 position. Just five games removed from a top 6 position. So things can certainly turn in a hurry here for the Hornets. Let's pick our stars of the game from last night's win. A 117-116 to 116 victory over division rivals the Washington Wizards. Rob Longo, you get to go first. Well, before we get to our top performers, one more note on this fourth quarter before we put it to bed for good. The Hornets scoring those 10 points in the fourth quarter. It's the fewest fourth quarter points by the Hornets ever in a win. The previous was 11, which was done a handful of times before. This is also tied for the worst fourth quarter differential in a win in franchise history. The Hornets were outscored 36-18 to in the fourth frame against the Philadelphia 76ers. 
all the way back on January 19th, 1994. The Hornets won that game 115-103. to So, okay, there's your historical factoid, and we can finally put away the negativity. You know, you know what the important point from all that they was? Won. In a win. Just That's win, right. baby. Just, Just win. win. There we go. All right, so top performers. I'm going to go. I don't think this is a little bit off the beaten path. It used to be, but I don't think so as much anymore. I'm going to go with Mason Plumley from last night, the big fella. McGowan's to Teo. Teo down low. Plumley reverse lay in is good. Hornets a little tic-tac-toe action there. That one capped off a 15-5 run there. Late stages of the second quarter where everything was fine and dandy for the Hornets. But Mason Plumley last night, 35 hard minutes. He was an even and a plus-minus, which the way that that game went in the fourth quarter is pretty important. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 5 offensive, 5 defensive. And probably the most impressive thing or the most important thing was he was 7-9 and nine from the free throw line. There was a point there in the fourth quarter where Mason had two free throws coming up at the 5-12 mark. It was 113-106. to 106. Mason Plumley stepped up at the line after the timeout, and he hit both free throws. So those were some clutch free throws because, again, every point mattered in last night's game. But Mason Plumley had a really tough assignment on Chris Hobbs Porzingis. Fourth quarter, Washington went extremely big. They put Porzingis in there along with Daniel Gafford. There was a lot of size there. He held his own. He racked up a couple of fouls there in that fourth quarter. But it's kind of hard not to when you're going up against that talent and that kind of size that the Wizards have. But all in all, Mason Plumley is my top performer from last night because he got the job done when it mattered most. Great, great pick. 17 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double for Mason. You're right to point out the free throws. Obviously was a huge issue last season. This year he's been stronger. This was his strongest performance from the charity stripe going 7 for 9. He's averaging, a, a think now, 9 and 9 on the season, if I'm not mistaken. And I know he's averaging better than 3 offensive rebounds per game. This was a pretty solid shooting effort from the Hornets for the most part. It kind of uh, drifted, obviously, in that fourth quarter. And uh, they actually end up shooting below, I should say now, their season average. So it didn't end up being a very good overall field goal percentage game was a good three-point percentage game, but what's keeping him in this is defense, which has been improved, as well as creating second-chance opportunities. The Hornets took nine extra shots than the Wizards, due in large part to the handiwork on the glass of Mason Plumley. My pick for player of the game, star of the game, I'm going with Kelly Oubre, but maybe not for the reason you might think. Beal at the elbow, knocked out of his hands, recovered by Terry Rozier! Oubre knocked it loose! That steal was so, so big for Kelly Oubre and the Hornets, and he's been making plays like this all season long. He's top 10 in the NBA in steals per game, almost two per contest, and then his scoring has really just been sublime. This is now three consecutive 20-point games. The team needs players to go out there and consistently contribute offensively, what with the injuries to LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, and, and Oubre just time and time again answers the call, and in this one, he shot the ball better from three as well, going two of five from beyond the arc. So in every which way, Ubre was key. Clearly, everyone's contributions offensively and defensively were needed in a one-point win, but Ubre stands out to me and gets my nod here for player of the game. Also, huge credit to Terry Rozier, 25 points. P.J. Washington, 21 points. Nick Richards, 12-9 and nine coming off the bench. Everyone up and down the roster making their contributions and helping the Hornets to a key 117 to 116 win over Washington. It improves their record to 7 and 15. And it's their third straight at home, third in their last four games overall, which begs the question Hornets are now finding some wins coming a bit more regularly. Is this the moment that the season begins to turn for Buzz City? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Ivecast. 
I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you after a Hornets victory over the Washington Wizards, 117-116, and in preparation for a game tonight, night two of a back-to-back against the Milwaukee Bucks, who are also on night two of a back-to-back, and quite frankly, they have the worst of the travel on this one. Charlotte, of course, played at home last night. They'll stay at home, uh, get the extra rest in preparation for Milwaukee. The Bucks went down to the wire at home in Milwaukee against the Los Angeles Lakers, fell 133-129 to 40 minutes on the, or sorry 39 minutes on the floor for Drew Holiday 35 for Giannis Antetokounmpo major minutes across the board for the Bucks and they had to travel so they get in late uh, all those things that are part of life in the NBA but certainly they're factors in games like these but before we preview tonight's matchup I just wanted to talk in general with you Rob you know we've seen the team go through this really rough stretch of the season the first quarter where the Hornets were just 6 and 15 in their first 21 games injuries were the first second and third storylines and the Hornets at one point were four and 14 10 games below 500 but now they've won three of their last four and they've won their last three in a row at home and have two more home games including tonight so I wanted to ask the question is this the moment where the Hornets season starts to turn or has it already happened yes and no this is a very loaded question the fact that you threw in that little caveat at the end has it already turned it leaves it up to interpretation I think but if the Hornets win tonight against Milwaukee on a second night of a back-to-back then I think it's confirmed put in stone cemented whatever kind of adjective you want to use that the season has turned because this is a tough stretch here you have a Washington team that has already beaten you twice you take them out you had a 22 point lead and of course a little bit of it got squandered but I think the other thing that gets lost in the shuffle here too is that Washington is a very second half heavy team they've come out in the fourth quarter down double digits and they've won several games this year they've done it in previous seasons as well so I don't think that's the least bit surprising so you get that game out of the way you have a home game you have a little bit of a rest advantage more or less because you don't have to travel if you're able to take out a team that is top tier in the Eastern Conference like the Milwaukee Bucks then I think the question answers itself especially considering we don't know what the injury news looks like LaMelo Ball hopefully is close to returning we don't know what his status is like but obviously LaMelo is closer and closer to getting back rather than further away so if you're able to stack these wins, gain that momentum, then you get a key piece back like your all-star in LaMelo Ball, then yeah, that would obviously answer the question that the season is starting to turn. It really is a difficult thing to pinpoint, particularly in the moment, which is essentially what we are now. I mean, if you look back to the, the first couple weeks of the season, now it's easy to look back and say the moment things turned for the worse for the Hornets was the Sacramento loss. At the time, Charlotte was 3-3, three and three, coming off a big, big win over the defending world champ Golden State Warriors in overtime. But in that loss to Sacramento, that was that initial hit, or at least it seemed like it was the initial hit on Gordon Hayward that started his injury woes here for this first part of the season. It was the first of eight consecutive losses, 11 in a 12-game stretch for the Hornets. And it's really easy now to look back and say, hey, that Sacramento loss, that's where things were 
started to take a turn for the worse, even though in the moment it just seemed like a loss on the back end of a really good win over Golden State. So here we are now. You know, Do we look back and say the Philadelphia win was the one, or was it the Minnesota win, which I think was, is still the most impressive victory of the season for Charlotte in terms of overall performance? It's really hard to pinpoint in the moment. Here's what I think we should focus on, and that is you know, the most important thing is just to stack up wins wherever they become available. I think inevitably the season's going to turn if and when the team gets all of its stars back on the floor. And I shouldn't even say if, it's when, hopefully, they get their stars back on the floor. Even just getting LaMelo back on the floor, that would be a huge turn for this team for the season. But whether he's out there or not, whatever lineup you have out there, you got to try and find your way to wins. And that's something Terry Rozier touched on yesterday after the game on the most important thing for the season. Well, that's huge. It's huge. We was playing a lot of games uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was huge on our team, took a, took a huge hit on our team. But, um, you know, we slowly getting back, slowly trying to get guys back. And, uh, you know, but the most important thing is is trying to keep winning, trying to keep winning and have our fans come out at home to cheer us on. Fan support, definitely important as well. Hopefully the Hornets fans will be there packing the hive again tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. One last thing to throw in there on this thought that, you know, will this turn around right here and now? It's going to be difficult because the month of December, even though it's gotten off to a good start here for the Hornets 1-0, it's not easy. 16 games in the course of basically four consecutive weeks, none in which the Hornets have rest advantage. Rest advantage isn't like, okay, the Hornets had three days off and Washington only had one. It's, do you have a day off and the other team didn't have a day off? Are they on night two of a back-to-back? Otherwise, it's assumed even Hornets have the least amount of rest advantage over the entirety of the season. They've got zero games of rest advantage here in the month of December. They've got the long Western Conference road trip, even getting healthy, even playing better, this could end up being a month where Charlotte ends up below 500 over the course of the 16 games. And I would still say, depending on how they're playing and where they look relative to the rest of the East, that it could be an overwhelmingly positive one. So I think what Terry said there, the most important thing is the most important thing. Getting wins where you can, that's all that the Hornets should care about right now. And inevitably, when we look back, hopefully, at a playoff season here for the Hornets, I think the moment that things turn is when the Hornets get healthy. Right now, Charlotte's just doing the best they can to make do with the the cards they've been dealt, and that's a whole lot of injuries for this team. And I think they should be applauded for getting three straight home wins, three wins in their last four, including a couple in adverse circumstances. Quite frankly, they're all in adverse circumstances. Uh, Charlotte doing what they've been able to do, it's a huge feather in their cap and should give them confidence moving forward. Well, when you take a look at the previous history, you always think that history has a way of repeating itself a little bit. And when I look at the schedule from last year, it's kind of ironic because the Hornets seem to kind of raise their level of play when they play against teams like the Milwaukee Bucks. There was an instance last year where the Hornets were able to string together four straight games. At the beginning of January, there was that weird sequence in the schedule where the Hornets played the Bucks on consecutive games. It was January 8th, January 10th, and the Hornets won both those games at home, and we thought that was going to be kind of maybe the turning point of the season. At that point, the Hornets end up having a four-game winning streak during that stretch, and then Gordon Hayward gets hurt, and then the month of February happens, and things kind of take a little bit of a downward turn. Now, the only difference here is the Hornets were losing games. Gordon Hayward's already hurt, 
and there's obviously a lot more other injuries, and now the Hornets are kind of on upswing a little bit here, starting to play a lot better basketball, starting to find them rhythm and figure out how to play without their superstars. So maybe this is that trajectory in the other way for the Hornets compared to last year where we thought that was going to be their upswing and it ended up being a little bit of a downturn just because of the injury bug that started to hit them. That's already out of the way. That's already taken care of. Hopefully knock on wood and the team's going to get a lot more healthier obviously. So again, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but history also has a way of inverting itself, repeating itself, whatever you want to call it. Think long story short, we'll look back in a couple weeks and know whether or not the Hornets have had this turn for the better. Right now, they're in a winning spurt here with three consecutive home wins, and they'll try and make it four in a row tonight, hosting Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll preview the game for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. We got to win. That's the most important thing. No matter if it's half a point, how ugly it is, as this league is about wins, wins and, and losses. Definitely, we got to clean up a lot of our stuff: physical play, defensive rebounding. You know, that's that's been huge for us the last two years. Uh, that's that's an area we got to get better at, and we know that. So uh, it's all effort, and we just got to come out tomorrow and be ready to look better on that on that end. Terry Rozier, after a big win over the Washington Wizards, 117-116, to a game Charlotte led by as many as 22, led by 19 entering the fourth quarter. They hang on to win it by just one. Huge defensive plays down the stretch, and it gives the Hornets a three-game home win streak, which they'll try and stretch to four tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee, one of the real elite teams in the NBA so far this season. They're 15-6 and overall, this even with a loss last night to the L.A. Lakers, but all that said, uh, they've been a little bit hot and cold as of late. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. They did win three in a row prior to that loss to the Lakers, but a 133-129 to final. It's not an easy set of circumstances. Back-to-backs aren't easy for anyone, but they get even more difficult when you add travel in, when you played your game and it ended later than the team that you're coming into face did. This is not going to be an easy one for the Bucks. but again, if you're on Team Teal, you're not going to feel sorry for anyone having adverse circumstances because the Hornets have certainly had more than their fair share. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, you know how this works. We need a player to watch for each team and then a statistic to watch. You get to choose first. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's go with stat the watch. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. And before I do that, I wanted to point out something that we forgot to talk about in our game recap. The Hornets only turned the ball over four times last night against Milwaukee. So tip of the cap for that. That is not my stat the watch, by the way. My stat the watch is fouls. The Hornets need to quit fouling. I know that's something that Steve Clifford's talked about a lot, but it's just a fact of the matter. Washington went to the free throw line 35 times last night, went 26 to 35. So if the Wizards were any better at free throw shooting, we could be talking about a loss instead of a W. The Hornets fouled 24 times last night. Now, why does that matter? Well, you have a really, really, really athletic guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other side that likes to get to the free throw line that has worked on his free throw shooting. That's well documented. He went to the free throw line last night against LA 11 times. The team as a whole went 15 times. So obviously he's going to get the bulk of those chances at the charity stripe. Just don't let anybody else get to the free throw line. Quit fouling. 
Quit fouling, quit fouling, quit fouling. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, but that's going to be probably one of the bigger keys for the Hornets tonight is just making sure that they don't get to the free throw line to get those extra points when that was kind of the issue with the Hornets ran into in the fourth quarter, and that's why it was a little bit more lopsided. And if they don't foul, we're not talking about a dismal fourth quarter probably. Probably true. For the record, Giannis is actually having one of his weaker, in recent memory, free throw shooting seasons. Only 60% from the charity stripe overall this year. That said, when he attempts, or when he makes, I should say, eight or more, the team tends to win. Last night, obviously, was a loss, but take that one out of the equation. He has made eight or more free throws ten times this season, and they are eight and two in the games where he makes eight or more. So, keeping Giannis off the free throw line easier said than done, but generally speaking, he is uh, one of the best in the world, and, and I think you're right. Keeping keeping the team in general off the foul line, definitely a positive. I think the Hornets took a real good step in the right direction uh, with this win over the Wizards in terms of their three-point shooting. Ended up shooting 41% from the beyond the arc, not the volume I thought they were going to end up with based off how they started, but still shot a really good percentage, and when you look back at last season, home court advantage was huge in the four head-to-head meetings between the Hornets and the Bucks. Charlotte won the two on their home floor. They lost the two that were played in Milwaukee. But when you look back for you know stats that really stand out to you, three-point shooting was a big one. And you know they did shoot it well in Milwaukee the first game last season, made 21 threes and still found a way to lose 127 to 125. But in general, I think making threes is going to be a key here for the Hornets, particularly just making more volume-wise than Milwaukee. That's going to be a huge one. If I had to pick a second stat, this was in my back pocket in case you had picked threes, it would be continue to get more attempts than the opposition. That was big for Buzz City last night. Early, it was due to offensive rebounding. Late, it was due to just not turning the basketball over. And when you look back at last night's box score for Milwaukee against the Lakers, one thing LA did to win by four, They took more shots. They took more free throws as well. And the biggest number that stands out, Hornets, four turnovers last night. Lakers, four turnovers last night. So that's a through line. Don't turn the ball over. Take those shots, and you'll end up having more success against even some of the best teams in the NBA, like the Milwaukee Bucks. Next up, Hornet or Buck to watch? Let's get the obvious out of the way. Bucks player to watch. Got to go with Giannis. He had 40 last night. Played 35 minutes, 16 to 23 from the field. Doesn't include the 0 for 3 from beyond the arc that he had. Seven rebounds, five assists, a block. Played pretty clean, only two fouls. But 35 minutes for a guy like Giannis, that's a lot on the first night of a back-to-back. And I'm not saying that he's one of those guys that's going to take any minutes off, but any additional minutes. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that was a game for the taking for the Bucks. Milwaukee was in that one the whole way. Took a Herculean effort from Anthony Davis, who had 44 for the Lakers to, to win that game. So, you know, Giannis is obviously the guy to watch. Try to turn him into a three-point shooter. Let him fall in love with the three-point shot a little bit. Keep him out of the paint. I know it's a lot easier said than done. Maybe you throw a little bit of zone in there to mix it up or something like that just to have some extra bodies protecting the paint so he isn't able to drive his easily but at the end of the day he's the straw that stirs a drink he's the mvp for the reason so gotta go with Giannis. can't argue with it he is indeed the straw that stirs the drink he is indeed the elite player of this generation and and someone who's always going to be in mvp consideration and he's having another mvp season when you look back at last year and you know games the hornets won against the bucks and games they lost and you're looking at Giannis, and he's great in all of them 
He just always is. He's always scoring 25, 26, 40 some points in these head to head matchups. So he can certainly take the game over and win it individually. But if he doesn't, this is about trying to keep the rest of the group down. And I know he's only played one game so far, but Chris Middleton is someone to watch. He came out explosive 17 points, 6 of 11 shooting, 3 for 4 from 3, 7 assists in 27 minutes. Got to imagine second game back, he's going to play more minutes, be more in rhythm, feel more comfortable out there, and he's the guy who can maybe kill you, you know, death through a thousand paper cuts. There's a lot of weapons Milwaukee has. This is a team that's trying to win a championship once again, so there's a lot of threats up and down that roster, but Chris Middleton is a bona fide all-star and has been for several years now, and him getting in rhythm could be really lethal. For the Hornets' perspective, getting healthy is going to be huge. I don't know if they're going to have any more weapons back. Love to see the big three play together for the first time this season. That's just not going to happen for the foreseeable future. But for Milwaukee, they now have their big three back together. And this is an illustration of why it's so important. Can Giannis Antetokounmpo win you games by himself? Of course he can. This relieves so much pressure from his shoulders having Chris Middleton back. So from the Hornets' perspective... Giannis, you know, you can't stop him. Hope to contain him. That's a popular catchphrase. But if you're going to stop the Bucks, it's about containing everyone else, even if Giannis ends up going for 40. Last but not least, we need a Hornet to watch. So many good performances to build off of from last night, but I think I have to go with P.J. Washington. Blackjack 21 points wise, 6 of 15 from the field, 5 of 11 from beyond the arc. I thought a couple of those threes were a little forced, but when you hit four or five of them, then you're going to chuck up a couple more just because the confidence is there. Five assists, three rebounds, that's not really the important thing here. The important thing is probably going to be P.J.'s defense. He's probably going to draw that assignment on Giannis just because Giannis is a little bit more athletic. Maybe you double him with Mason Plumley if he gets down near the painted area, but for the most part, I think P.J. Washington's going to draw that defensive assignment just makes sense athletic-wise from what Giannis is able to do. P.J. has a little bit more range. Not a knock on Mason, but he makes his money, he makes his hay at the rim, protecting the rim and that sort of thing. So I think P.J. Washington's kind of the guy to watch defensively, or at least that's the way I'm looking at this one, so that's why he's my player to watch tonight. I like the pick. I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. He's in a real hot trend right now, and you look over the three game win streak at home, all three games, Terry Rozier went north of 20 points. This most recent one, of course, he goes for 25, the team high on 8 of 21 shooting, 7 for 7 from the free throw line, also had 8 assists. There's just so much on his plate right now. He's shouldering a big load for the Hornets, but he's been able to get the job done. One thing that stands out to me, a little better shooting from distance in this last game. He only took five threes, but he knocked down two of them. Took a huge one in the fourth quarter with confidence that helped stretch the margin, and obviously the team needed every point to end up winning by one. But he's someone who can really get hot in a hurry, and the Hornets are going to need him to. They've only had three games all season where... Terry Rozier shot better than 40% from three. Last night he shot exactly 40%, so better than 40% from three might be needed for the Hornets to get this win. Health is also going to be a huge factor. We have no updates as of now, but of course, keep your eyes peeled to Hornets social media and to the pregame show later today for all the latest on the Hornets from the health front. Big win for the Hornets last night, 117-116 over the Wizards. They'll try and make it four consecutive home wins and four wins overall in their last five games tonight when they welcome the Milwaukee Bucks to the Hive. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. We would love to see you there. Rob Longo, I know I'll see you there at Spectrum Center. Where else would I be? Looking forward to it. Thanks to Rob for a great job here on the podcast and for putting it all together. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. 
brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.